0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit ComicWeb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week we are doing two episodes of Hop Harrigan. The storyline is called The Mystery of the Vanishing Men. We are not playing the entire 18-part storyline, so sorry for the bit of the cliffhanger ending at the end of part two. It first aired in July 1947. And to all the women listeners, in these bad economic times, just remind yourself that at least you don't have to listen to employment ads like the one that starts the episode. Wow.
1: Presenting Hop Harrigan, America's Ace of the Airways!
2: CX-4 calling Control Tower, CX-4 calling Control Tower, standing by.
3: Control Tower, back to CX-4 beast sailing 1200 all clear okay
1: this is hop harrigan coming in yes it's america's ace of the airways coming in for another transcribed episode in the adventures of hop harrigan Before we join Hop and Tank in their newest mystery adventure, I'd like to take a minute or so to answer a question a lot of you have asked in your letters to Hop. The question is, is aviation a good career to follow? Well, the answer of course is yes. Aviation has a tremendous future throughout the world, and the men and women who stick with it are going to be well off. Of course, all of them aren't going to be pilots. Some will run flying schools, others will become mechanics, as for the girls, there's a career in aviation for them, too. Remember, aviation isn't only a man's field. Why, the majority of administrative and clerical positions are held by women. Girls have an opportunity to become flight control assistants, stewardesses, and passenger agents. Flying is fun, sure, but it's a big business, too. Take a fellow like Gene May, the famous test pilot. Gene isn't as young as the average test pilot. In fact, he's a lot older. At 42 years of age, he's going to fly the plane which the Douglas Aircraft Company believes will be the first ship to cross the sonic barrier. He's the man who's going to flight test the new Douglas D-558 Skystreak. The Skystreak, as you may know, is a Douglas-built Navy transonic research airplane, a ship Gene May hopes to fly at a speed faster than the speed of sound. Gene learned to fly 20 years ago in an old World War I jenny, and now he's about to test the fastest airplane in the world. I'll tell you more about this new Douglas ship at the end of the program, so be sure to listen. And now to our story. It is early evening in Lakeville. At the airport, the sun has just dipped beneath the rim of the horizon, and the field is bathed in blue twilight shadows. All is quiet as daylight melts into darkness. In the living room of the house across the road from the field, Hop is seated at a desk, going over some accounts. Tank, with three generous portions of roast beef under his bulging belt, is fast asleep on the couch, dreaming undoubtedly of a fourth portion. And Agatha's in the kitchen, washing the supper dishes. Suddenly the phone rings, and almost as suddenly Tank awakens and sits bolt upright.
3: Okay, I'm coming. All I gotta do is wash my hands.
1: Hop turns from the desk and looks at Tank in
3: puzzled amusement. What did you say? I gotta wash my hands. What for? Dinner
1: bell. Can't you hear
3: it ringing?
2: (laughs) How do you like that? Just 15 minutes ago, you practically put away half a cow, and now you're hearing dinner bells. It's the telephone. Answer it. Oh. What's must have been dreaming. Go on, answer it, Tank.
4: Oh. Never
5: mind, I've got it. There,
2: see what Hello. you've done? Dragged Aunt Agatha in from the kitchen. I, oh, I, I got woked up too fast. Who you, is this? You got what? Walked up.
5: Well, <laughs> Tank, Hello?
2: you don't only Hello? murder Hello. the King's English, A you fend torture fend. it before it dies. The word is
5: awakened. Oh, so what, St. Diffus? Thanks, alive. If it isn't one thing, it's another. Is something wrong, Aunt Agatha? Tank, Tinker, take your feet off that couch. <laughs> Crazy idiot. Oh, me? No, not you. The man on the phone. Uh, Who was it? How should I know? I said, hello, and he said, "Ah, merciful heavens, now that I come to think of it, Hop, you'd better call the police. Call the sheriff. Oh, why do these things always happen to us? Jumping Jenny, hey, What
2: things, Aunt Agatha? What happened? That
5: man. That man on the phone. Well, who was it? Mercy Six Alive. Don't keep asking me who was it. I told you I don't know. Well, what did he say?
3: Yeah, he must have said something awful to get you all upset like this. You tell us and we'll knock his block off. Oh, Tank Tinker, don't be a fool. Oh,
5: gosh,
2: all I'm trying call to the do... Hold it, Tank. Are you going to tell us what happened Aunt Agatha, aren't you? Of
5: course I'm going to tell you. Merciful heavens.
2: All right, then. Let's have it. Well,
5: I lifted the receiver and I said, hello. And then this voice, this this peculiar man's voice said... What? He said, beware the black hand.
3: Huh? Beware the black hand?
5: Yes. I said, I beg your pardon. And he repeated it. Beware the black hand. And what else? Well, that's all. I asked him who he was, and he laughed and hung up. Oh, it was a dirty, nasty laugh-hop. You'd better call the police. It's the front door locked. or all the windows Take it easy.
2: Lock? Take it easy, Aunt Agatha. I'm sure it's nothing. Oh,
5: of course not. Nothing's anything, so far as you're concerned. Unless someone's shooting at you, or, or trying to wreck your airplane, or or heaven only knows what, you're not happy.
2: Oh, now, that's not quite true.
5: You don't know what it means to live peaceably like a normal human being. Always zooming and booming and booming and zooming. Oh, honestly, if I had my way, Hob Harrigan, I'd the telephone. Oh, merciful heavens. It's that man again.
3: I'll tell him a thing or two. Wait
2: a minute, Tank. Let me take it.
5: Oh, I can handle him.
2: Let me take it. Hello.
3: Hello,
2: Hop. Are you home? Am I who's this, Gail? Yes. Well, of course I'm home. You're talking to me. Well,
4: I'm sorry, Hop. I'm all mixed up. What I meant to say is are you going
2: to be home for the rest of the evening. Well, yes, I suppose so. The only unless... reason I'm
6: asking is, well,
2: I-, I thought I'd drive out. Oh, swell. Come on. All right. I'll be there in about ten minutes. Hey, Gail, is anything wrong?
4: I'll be there in ten minutes, Hop. So long. Hey, Gail, wait.
2: She hung up. <coughs> she coming over? Yes.
5: Is something wrong, Hop?
2: Uh, I don't know. She didn't act right. She, She sounded jittery. Why? What'd she say? Nothing. Just asked whether I was going to stay home and said she'd be over in ten minutes.
5: <laughs> oh, don't stand there wrinkling up your face like a prune. Ten minutes isn't a lifetime. I wonder... What do you wonder? <sighs> Nothing.
3: Come on, you got something bouncing around in your bean, I can tell by the look in your eyes. Skip it. Come on, come on, give up. Skip off. it, I said.
5: Oh, merciful heavens, I've got dishes to finish. I forgot all about them, and here it is, almost 7.30, oh my. Make sure the light on the porch is lit, Tad. Okay.
2: Boy, you sure are a prime A number one, Nitwood. Oh me? Yes, you
3: what did I do now?
2: Don't you think Aunt Agatha was worried enough by that crazy phone call without making it worse?
3: What are you talking about? I didn't say boo. No,
2: no, you didn't say boo, but you tried hard to get me to say a lot more. Come on, come on, give out, give out. You got something bouncing around in your bean. Oh, that. Yes, that. Well, you did
3: have something bouncing around in your bean, I could tell. I hope it's not the same thing that's bouncing around in yours. All right, all right, so I'm a dope. I always told you, you got the brains and I got the beef. What do you think we pulled out of so many tight spots without cashing in our chips? On account of we work good together. You do the thinking, I do the punching. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Okay. So what do you got bouncing around in your bean? Just an
2: idea. Well? Uh, It isn't worth talking about. Not yet, anyway. Go on, check the porch light. It's on. I can see it from here. Why do you always have to hold back, huh? Tank, believe me, the idea isn't worth anything. When Gail gets here, she'll probably knock it into a cocked hat. Honestly, I'd tell you if it made sense, but I'm
3: sure it doesn't. Okay, okay, forget it. The only
2: thing... <laughs> oh, that must be Gail.
3: If it is, that sure was a fast ten minutes. Let her in. Okay.
5: It's the doorbell!
3: Yes, Aunt Agatha, the tank's answering it. Hop, come here. Huh? What's the matter? Look, down there, in front of the door. What is it? A hand. A black hand.
1: For a long moment, Hop stares at the strange object lying on the threshold of the front door... Then he leans over to examine it more closely. Tank is right. It is a black hand. We'll return in a moment to continue this exciting episode and learn more about the black hand. So stand by. Okay, gang, here's the dope on how test pilot Gene May plans to fly the new Douglas D-558 Skystreak at a speed of 700 miles an hour. Now, this is top-drawer secret stuff, so listen closely. To begin with, Gene will spend a few days practicing taxi runs in the jet-powered, stub-winged experimental ship. Then he'll take it upstairs for a series of warm-up flights over the Douglas Aircraft Test Facility at Muroc Dry Lake, California. The warm-up flight should take a month or more. Finally, once Gene is satisfied with the ship's performance, he'll open her up wide and try to reach the phenomenal speed of 700 or more miles per hour in level flight. And if anyone can do it, Gene May can. As a Douglas test pilot for the past six years, he has put such famous planes as the A-20 Havoc, the A-26 Invader, the SBD Dauntless, the C-74 Globemaster, the AD-1 Skyraider, and the new DC-6 Superliner through their paces. He's also tested two types of jet planes, the P-80 Shooting Star and the P-59 Aero Comet. Now, if you don't think that's a lot of flying, you're off the beam. And it's the kind of flying that requires nerve and stamina. Gene May, as I told you at the opening of the show, is now 42 years old, but he's in top physical condition. So if any of you are thinking of someday working as test pilots, watch yourselves. Make sure you get plenty of good nourishing food, plenty of sleep, and enough exercise to keep you in trim. If you do, you'll make the grade, and there'll be a job waiting for you. Fellas and girls, our country needs you in the various jobs open in the field of aviation. Get set to take your place in the sky. And always remember, America needs flyers. And now, back to our story. A mysterious phone call from a man who warned Aunt Agatha to beware the black hand. An equally strange and mysterious call from Gail Nolan... And finally, the appearance of what looks like a black hand outside the door of their house has Hop and Tank strangely puzzled and not a little concerned. We join them now in the living room where they're examining the black hand, keeping their voices down so that Aunt Agatha in the kitchen will not hear them and become alarmed.
2: It's one of those plaster hands they use in store windows to display gloves. Someone painted it black. What's it supposed to mean? I don't know. The Mafia in Italy used a black the hand to... The maf- here, huh? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, no, she isn't, Aunt Agatha. Who
5: was at the door? Um, nobody. She won't fall for that. Well, what do you mean, nobody? What I tell
2: you? Uh, I heard that
5: doorbell... Just quick, to to hide this thing the under the couch. What do you mean, nobody was there? Tank Tinker, what in heaven's name are you doing on the floor?
3: Uh, I... I dropped something.
5: Oh, there's the door again. Oh, that
2: must be Gail.
5: I'll take it. What did you drop, Tang? Huh? I said, what did you drop? Oh, uh, oh, nothing. You. Now, you oh, just told right. me you dropped something.
3: Oh, I, I made a mistake.
5: Hello, Aunt Agatha. Hello, Gail. Hello, Tang. Hi. Oh, honestly, I don't know what's gotten into these boys. They've got something up their sleeves. Oh, what's the matter now? What isn't the matter? Gail, are you in on this? In on what, Aunt Agatha? I don't know, but there's something... They don't look right. And come to think of it, neither do you. Oh, dear, ever since that man with the black hand what, called... What did you say? Oh, some idiotic fool called to warn me to beware of the black hand, whatever that is. Good heavens, I... I uh, oh, you catch your heart, Neil. <laughs> oh,
4: it's, it's all right. Uh, I'm all
5: right. Oh, here. Here, you better sit down.
4: Get some water, Tach. No, no, please. I- I'm all right now.
5: Really, I am. Now, look here, young lady... What sort of nonsense is this?
4: Well, I'm afraid
5: that it it isn't nonsense, Aunt Agatha.
4: I'm afraid we're all in trouble. Serious trouble.
1: Obviously shaken, her cheeks drained of color, and her eyes bright with a strange fear, Gail Nolan issues a solemn warning. What does she mean? Gang, don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode of this brand new mystery adventure when Gail tells Hop, Tank, and Ann Agatha why she believes they're all in serious trouble. You'll want to hear every word of the mystery of the vanishing men. So tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, and fly with Hop Harrigan, America's ace of the airways. So long, Hop. We'll be seeing you same time. Same Mutual Station. Hop Harrigan is a transcribed copyrighted feature appearing in All-American Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday, same time, same Mutual Station. of the airways.
2: CX-4 calling control tower. CX-4 calling control tower. Standing by.
6: Control tower back to CX-4. Wind southeast.
3: Ceiling 1200. All clear.
1: Okay, this is Hop Harrigan coming in. Yes, it's America's ace of the airways. Coming in for another transcribed episode in the adventures of Hop Harrigan. Gang, I'll bet if you were asked what the White House is, you'd answer the question before I could say Hop Harrigan. But say, what if I asked you what our flying White House is? Could you answer that? (laughs) I guess you'd have to think a bit before you answered. But we do have a flying White House, gang. It's a giant Douglas DC-6. A new four-engine job that has a cruising speed of 315 miles per hour. Well, by now, I imagine you've all guessed to whom it belongs. That's right. It's the presidential plane President Truman will soon be flying in. The DC-6 is being tested for him by Douglas and should be in use very shortly. You know, fellas and girls, the first president to use a plane as a mode of transportation was President Roosevelt. If you remember your history, you know that all the other chief executives of our country had to use either a train or a car. Just think of all the time Mr. Roosevelt and Mr. Truman save when they travel by air. Well, now, getting back to the plane, up to now, Mr. Truman has been using the Sacred Cow, a DC-4 used first by President Roosevelt. The Sacred Cow has been flown all over the world, and now that Douglas has made this new and faster DC-6, the old DC-4 will be scrapped. When the President goes on a trip, he can't leave the nation's business back at the Capitol, so he takes it along with him. And that's why the plane is called the Flying White House. In just a few minutes at the end of the program, I'll tell you more about it and about the many famous people who have flown with the president. So don't forget to listen. And now to our story. A mysterious phone call from a man who warned Hops and Agatha to beware of the black hand was the beginning of a chain of circumstances that are strange indeed. Some ten minutes after the telephone call, the doorbell rang. Answering it... Hop and Tank found a black hand on the threshold, a plaster hand similar to those used in store windows to display gloves. Then to cap everything, Gail Nolan arrived with a warning that they were all in serious trouble. As we continue now to some hours later, Aunt Agatha has retired with a nervous headache. Hop, Tank, and Gail are in the living room of the house near the airport, conversing softly.
2: Let's start from the beginning, Gail. You got a phone
3: call at 7 o'clock.
4: That's right. I remember the time because the radio was on and the announcer had said 7 p.m.
3: What program were you listening to?
4: That's unimportant, tag I answered the phone. It was a man calling and he asked whether I knew where he could reach you.
2: He used my name?
4: Yes, he said, where can I locate Hop Harrigan?"
2: Didn't he say nothing about me? No, Tank. Well, better luck
4: next time, pal. Go on, Gail. Well, without thinking, I gave him your telephone number and then I asked who was calling. That was my mistake. I should have asked first.
2: Well, what did he say?
4: He seemed to hesitate, and then he said, this is the black hand. Then he laughed peculiarly and hung up.
3: Mm. He did the same thing to Aunt Agatha, right, Hop? Uh-huh.
4: Well, that's what frightened me when I walked in here and someone, it was Aunt Agatha, I guess, mentioned the black hand.
2: But why do you think we're in serious trouble, Gail?
4: Well, after all, Hop, you know what the black hand means.
2: Well, all I know is that it was used by the mafia in Italy. I still want to know
3: what's the mafia.
2: A gang of professional killers in Italy. Years ago, anyone who received a black hand was almost certain to lose his life. Jumping and Jenny's, and I'm sitting on You're it. You're sitting
4: on what? The black hand. Hey, what are you talking about? As
2: usual, he's talking too much. Where is it, under the couch? Yeah. All right, now that you've spilled the beans, get it out.
4: What is it, Hal?
2: You'll see. Find a Tank.
4: Yeah, here it is.
2: <gasps> oh, don't let it frighten you, Gail. It's just a plaster glove display dummy, painted black.
4: Where did you get it?
2: Well, you found it outside the front door a few minutes before you got here.
4: Who left it there?
2: That's the $64 question.
4: Hop, I don't like this. We'd better call the sheriff for the state police. For all we know, we... What's that?
2: The door. I'll get it. Wait a minute, Tank. Let's play this smart. You go out the back way and circle around the house. Okay. Here, take this fireplace poker with you. I don't need it as
3: long as I got
4: my fist.
2: Now sneak around, Tank. Don't gallop.
4: Okay. Hop, do you think it's safe to send him out there alone?
2: Tank can take care of himself. Come on, let's see who's at the door.
4: Maybe you'd better take the fireplace poker. Uh, Good idea.
2: All well, my hope is that Aunt Agatha doesn't wake up.
4: I gave her a sedative. She'll be all right.
2: Now, stand behind me, Gail, when I open the door.
4: All right, but please, Howard. Here goes. Nobody's there.
2: Somebody rang that bell. It just didn't ring by itself. It's not that porch light switch. Where is it? On your left.
4: Why do you want the light out?
2: Protection. Now, you stay here.
4: No, I'm going with you. Now, look, Gail. I said I'm going with all you. All
2: right, all right, but stay behind me. Come on.
4: What do you think you're going to accomplish
2: by this? Someone's out there. Someone rang that bell. Watch the steps. I
4: still say that what we ought to do... Hold it, Gail. Oh, this is ridiculous. You just... Gail, please. What's that?
2: A hood owl. But I heard something else a moment ago. It sounded like...
4: Like what? Shh. Hear it. No.
2: Don't move. I think there's someone behind the hedge. Stay where you are.
4: Hop, be
2: careful.
4: Hey, get
3: you! Stop, what happened? Hop! you fool! What? Get off Jumping Hop, who is
4: it?
2: It's Tank, the idiot. Well,
3: how was I supposed to know? I couldn't see nothing. I heard somebody oh, coming right. in. All right, all right, skip it. But whoever named you Tank did a swell job. You came at me just like one. Oh, I'm sorry, Hop. If I'd have known it was
2: you...
4: You both better come in before you get hurt too dark to see anything out there.
3: Okay, come on. Oh, I thought sure I had the guy in that time. I was all set to bounce one off his chin when you yelled out. I don't know
2: how I managed it. You were sitting on my stomach like a ton of bricks. Heavy, huh? No. Now, light as a feather. Shh,
4: not so loud. Close the door, Tank. Okay. Hop, I still say the smart thing to do is to notify the police. Well, We'll
2: talk about it in the living room. Put the porch light on again, Tank.
4: Right. There's nothing to talk about. Whoever's responsible for... Oh... What's the matter? Look. Look, the piano. What? Oh, well,
1: you just saw that. That's the black hand, no, Tank, and I. I
4: know the one you showed me is over there on the coffee table. There are two of them now.
1: Hop stares in dumbfounded amazement, and Tank, entering the living room from the hall, stops short and his jaw drops. Gail is right. There are now two black hands. Or are they seeing things? We'll know in a moment when we return for the surprise climax of today's episode, so stand by. At the beginning of today's program, I told you about the Flying White House. The first presidential plane used as a Flying White House, as I mentioned, was the Sacred Cow, a Douglas DC-4. It has flown approximately 431,000 miles since 1944. That's equivalent to almost 20 times around the world carrying two presidents and many high-ranking officials. President Truman, the nation's flyingest president, used the sacred cow for trips to Potsdam, Mexico City, and his home, Independence, Missouri. The new DC-6 he will shortly get has been named the Independence in honor of President Truman's native city. But not only does our president fly, but many of our generals and cabinet members accompany him. The sacred cow flew Generals Eisenhower, Arnold, and Omar Bradley. Secretaries of State, Hull, Burns, and Marshall. Recently, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia and his party were flown from Washington to London. Madame Chiang Kai-shek of China was flown from Rio de Janeiro to the United States. President Aleman of Mexico and the Prince of Iraq have also been passengers on the plane. The new, faster and larger flying White House has a range of 4,400 miles. The ship has radar facilities and is equipped with every known device for flying safety. The interior of the new transport is equipped with practically everything you might have in your own home. The president even has a long mahogany table built right in the ship so that he can hold his executive conferences before and after he attends his various meetings for which he uses the plane. Well, fellas and girls, the air age has really arrived. So get set to take your place in the sky, for remember, America needs flyers. And now, back to our story. Tank is the first to break the silence brought about by the sudden and mysterious appearance of a second black hand.
3: Chopper, Jenny's, where did it come from? Don't touch it, Tank.
2: Why? You think maybe it's a booby trap? now, but it may have fingerprints on it.
4: Well, instead of standing around gaping, why doesn't one of you call the police? How much longer... I call the sheriff, Tank.
2: Ask him to get right out. Okay.
4: He should have called an hour ago instead of just...
6: Stay away from that phone, Mr. Trinker. Chopper, Jenny's, who said that? I did. Stay away from that phone. Ah,
4: The house is
2: haunted. Don't be a fool. Hop. What? The
4: voice came from the dining room.
2: Yeah, it sounded muffled to me, as though it... Wait a minute. There's a closet in the dining room. want me to go in and check you? Stay where you are.
4: Suppose I go out to the office and use the phone there. I can get the sheriff out here in ten minutes. No, no. Let's try something
2: first. Who's in there?
6: The Black (laughs) Hand.
2: Hop, I don't like this. Mm. Neither do I. Whoever you are, you'd better come out in the opener. There'll be trouble.
6: Sure. Trouble for you, Mr. Harrigan. Ah, he knows the both
2: of us. There's something fishy about this. You stay put, Gail. Come on, Tank, let's investigate. Investigate what? Let's see who's in there. Snap the dining room light on. I hope you know what you're doing. Snap it on. Okay, but I don't like messing around with people you can't see. That's better. Stay back, Gail. There's
4: no one in the dining room.
2: They must be in that closet. Tank. Yeah. Sneak around the table and open the closet door from the right. I'll take
3: care of whoever's in there. How about doing it the other way? You open the door and I'll do the taking care oh, of No, Go ahead. Okay, but I hope you know what you're doing.
4: Up here. Take the fireplace poker.
3: Oh, thanks. Now, keep back. All set, Tank.
4: All set.
6: Go ahead. Open the door. Hello, Harrigan. What? Bill King. What? Hi, Tinker. How's the fat boy? Why, you dirty... Ah, ah, ah! uh now, uh, 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 now, no. you mustn't say that naughty word. Uh, I presume the charming young lady is Miss Gail Nolan?
4: Hop, who is this man?
6: Uh, permit me to introduce myself, Miss Nolan. William C. King of Continental Youth Service. But you just call me Bill, huh? Well, 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 it sure is nice to see you boys again. Bill, <laughs> were you responsible for all this? For, uh, what, Skipper? You know what, you lop-beard baboon. Same old tinker. Walks like a man, bellows like a bull. You take that back off. Or... Cut it out. Well, tell him to... That... Cut it out. Mm. All right, let's have it, Bill. What was the idea? What, the black hand business? Oh, just a little gag I dreamed
4: up. Your sense of humor is somewhat... Strange, Mister uh
6: King, King, as in royalty.
2: You mean you made those telephone calls and delivered those plastered dummy hands
6: as a gag? Sure, just to pep things up around Lakeville. Town's too sleepy. We
4: like it.
6: What are you doing in Lakeville to begin with? Well, that skipper's a horse of a different color. I'm uh, here on a story. What kind of a story? Oh, can't tell. Might be the biggest thing since the atomic bomb. Oh, sure. On the level. That black hand business was just a gag, and believe me, I had plenty of trouble digging up those plaster hands. But the story, the story is strictly the McCoy. What is it? You won't believe this, but it's on the up and up. I'm looking for a guy who can make men disappear. Oh, now, wait a minute. Honest engine, Harrigan. I trailed him for two weeks before I got a line on him. What do you mean he can make men disappear? Just that. He looks at him, makes with the business, and poof, they're gone.
4: How? he's either drunk or crazy.
6: I never drink, Miss Nolan. As for being crazy, wait until tomorrow. He'll be here in Lakeville. Who'll be in Lakeville? The man who makes people disappear. Tomorrow you'll see him with your own eyes.
1: Puzzled and confused, Hop Tank and Gail Nolan look at one another and then at Bill King. The smart, quick-on-the-trigger reporter seems to be on the level. And he is, as you'll discover when you hear the next episode of The Mystery of the Vanishing Men... Never before have Hop and Tank been involved in an adventure as puzzling as this one, so don't miss a single exciting word. Tune in same time, same station, and fly with Hop Harrigan, America's ace of the airwaves. So long, Hop. We'll be seeing you same time, same mutual station. Pop Harrigan is a transcribed, copyrighted feature appearing in All-American Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday, same time, same mutual station.
0: On August 31, 1942, the airwaves first resounded with CX-4 calling control tower, CX-4 calling control tower. This was the call of Hop Harrigan, ace of the airwaves, requesting permission to land. Thus began each episode of Hop Harrigan, one of the best juvenile radio shows of the war years. Flying ace Hop along with his faithful, if slightly dim, sidekick and mechanic Tank Tinker, thrilled as juvenile listeners with his heroics behind the lines fighting the forces of evil in world war ii once the war was over hop continued to fight bad guys wherever they appeared until the show ended in february 1948 born as a hero in all-american comics which was later purchased by dc comics hop was a brainchild of john bloomer creator of fighting yank and little boy blue Episodes of the radio series were frequently co-written by Bob Burt and Wilfred Moore, also writers of Captain Midnight. Hop was voiced by Charles Stratton, tanked by Ken Lynch. Lynch was eventually replaced by Jackson Beck, who appeared in Mert and Marge, was the narrator for the Superman series, voiced various world leaders in March of Time, and portrayed Philo Vance in that short-lived series. Glenn Riggs, narrator for the series, presented the public service announcement, announcements for which the show was known, encouraging listeners to do all they ca- could to support the war effort. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.